The first Mishnah in the third parak of Sukkah talks about the laws of Lulav and Esrik and the Dalad Minim. That's what the parak is uh, devoted to. But the first Mishnah discusses an unusual case. If a Lulav is stolen and somebody wants to perform the mitzvah with a stolen Lulav, is it a valid mitzvah or not? The Mishnah says it's puzzle. It's not a valid mitzvah. If it's borrowed, also the same thing. One has to own the lul of an esrik and the dalad minim before you can perform the mitzvah on the first day of Sukkot. The next Mishnah talks about some more basic ideas about lul of an esrik. How many lul of him? Is it one lul of two lul of him? How many adasim are you supposed to use? How many arav are you supposed to use? How many esrikim? It's about something much more elemental about the mitzvah. So the question that's being raised is why is the Tana of the Mishnah starting the, the, the halachas of Lulav and Esrik with something that's so unusual somebody stole a Lulav and he wants to do a mitzvah first you should start giving us the basic specifics of what the mitzvah is, how do you perform the mitzvah one Lulav, one Esrik instead the, the Tana begins the first Mishnah talking about something about a guzzle something somebody stole which is very unusual the Sefer Tefer Shleimer by a very famous Hasidic Rebbe in Poland, the Radomsk, the first Radomsky Rebbe, about 150, 170 years ago. He says a beautiful pshat. He says, according to Hasidus, to the Kabbalah and Hasidus, there is a concept that from the Arizal, based on an Arizal, the Arizal says that a person who does mitzvahs has to be careful that those mitzvahs shouldn't be hijacked by forces of klipa. That's what it says. And therefore, says the Arizal, a person should do tshuva before he does a mitzvah. Because if a person doesn't do tshuva for their past averis, the averis of the past linger on, and they create a negative energy. The forces of evil or unclean forces linger on in a person's life from the past averis. And we know from Kabbalah that evil always tries to exploit any opportunity of Kedusha, of holiness, in order to, to nurture itself, to nourish itself. This is a concept in Kabbalah that evil knows the truth, that Hashem is the source of life. And wherever there is an, a, a moment or a place, a condition of Kedusha, there is a great repository of divine energy of life. And for, for evil, it's a great opportunity to latch onto that resource in order to manipulate it and exploit it for their own purposes, to hijack that holy energy and utilize it for their own purposes. They, they take those sparks, those sources of energy, of godly energy, and, and uh, make them hostage to their own personal agendas which is an agenda of evil. So if a person wants that that mitzvah that you bring into your life, which will bring, introduce your soul to a great resource of Kedusha, you have to be careful that that resource should not be hijacked by the lingering forces of evil in a person's life. So it says that Rizal first do tshuva for all the Averis, and once you do tshuva, then the Kedusha that is introduced through the mitzvah that you're about to perform will be protected, will be shielded from being 
robbed and stolen away by the forces of evil. Says the the, the, the Shleim, according to that, we can explain the first Mishnah in the third parak. Lulav Agazel, we know that the Dalad Minim, also from the Arizal, that the four species correspond to the four letters of Ayutke Vavke. And that's why the Mishnah cautions us, right by this mitzvah, the first thing, before anything else, before you're going to do the mitzvah, remember that a stolen lulav, and the way he interprets it according to Hasidus, if you're going to do the mitzvah of lulav, which has the Shema Vaya in it, be careful, don't allow it to be guzzled, to be stolen, and be robbed from you by your evil history in the past. Do tshuva first. Because that lulav, that mitzvah will become guzzled and stolen and hijacked by the forces of evil in your life. First get rid of the purge, the, the forces of evil, and then do the mitzvah, and then the mitzvah will remain, retain its integrity. He says, with that, we can explain the Gemara. The Gemara says later, how do we know lulav a guzzle is possible? And the Gemara says, because it says lachem, the lulav has to be yours. Lahoitzi es a guzzle. Lahoitzi literally means to take out. But in the Gemara language, it's used to say, to exclude. The lachem, the word lachem, teaches us that a lulav that's stolen, you're not yetzer the mitzvah. It excludes lahoitzi. But literally, the word lahoitzi means to take out. So he says, why, why are all using such a word, lahoitzi, instead of saying, lamayit gozel, to exclude, that's the, the, the perfect word for that. He says, because the whole, according to Hasidus, the Hasidish explanation, the Hasidish inter- interpretation of Lulav Gozel is Lahoitzi. You want to take out the forces and the Nitzutzes of Kedusha that fell and became hostages of the forces of evil. You want to take them out and should be Lachemi. You should own it. You don't want you don't want the forces of evil to steal them from you. You want to own the mitzvah. The mitzvah should stay with you. And not to be hijacked by other forces. And that's why Lahoitzi is a gozel. You should Lunava Gozel, you should do tshuva because you want to take out that if Hasvishalam they do hijack it, you want to do tshuva so that you can retrieve those energies of Kedusha. As with that we can explain Taisus Kasha. Taisus asked the question, why do we need a, a, a Pasuk, Lachem? Has to be yours, but not a stolen lulav. We have a klal and shas that a mitzvah that comes through an avera is not a valid mitzvah. So this is a mitzvah through an avera. You stole and then you do the mitzvah. Why do we need a special pasuk here by lulav? Lachem has to be yours. Stolen lulav is a mitzvah bo avera. So it says the Tiferes Shlomer that according to the the, the uh, mystical and Hasidic interpretation, the pshat is like this. Gozul is a mitzvah bo'ba'avera. What Torah is saying is, a mitzvah bo'ba'avera. What does the word a mitzvah bo'ba'avera mean? Literally, in, in Chazal, it means a mitzvah that, that was performed by way of an avera. But then Chazal should have used a different Lashen. They should have used the language mitzvah bo'ba'avera. avera. al means through an avera. A mitzvah bo'ba'avera, if you literally read the words, mitzvah bo'ba'avera, a mitzvah comes into an avera. He says, no, that's what the, what the term means. A mitzvah that fell into the hands of your Averis from the past. The forces of evil that were created through your Averis, you don't want them to hijack that Kedusha that you're bringing into your life through this mitzvah. 
The mitzvah of Avera, that's what gozel means, that they hijack your mitzvah. And it's not lachem. So it's hainu hach, it's all the same idea. Mitzvah of Avera, and the Indian from lachem, that a gozel, lahoitzis a gozel, is all the same concept. That the mission is cautioning us that when you do the mitzvah, especially a mitzvah like this, which is connected to Shem Yud Kevavke, that make sure that the mitzvah is done in the purest and the cleanest way. So with that, we can explain beautifully another question of Teisvis in a different place. By Sukkah, we have the same pasuk l'cho. The mitzvah has to be yours. And we say, lemait. There the Gemara uses a different lashon. Lemait. The, 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 the correct word. Lemait means to exclude a gzula, a stolen Sukkah. It doesn't use the word lohaitzi. And there, Teisvis asks the same question. Why do we need the pasuk? It's a mitzvah so he says, there the question is not a question. Because it says in Kisvarizal that sukkah is makif. Makif means sukkah represents a light that comes from above in a sukkah of a Jew that is so intense, it's so limitless, that is completely incompatible with the constraints of the world, of creation. It's something very lofty, very high. And that's why it cannot permeate the inner sensibilities of creation, of the world, of people. Because it's so lofty, so transcendent, so it shines from, from on high, so to speak. It says in Kabbalah that that light, such an energy, when that shines and is exposed, the evil has no control over. Because it says, the lotion is, Oyr makif misame ene when a light, intense light like this, is exposed to the world, it automatically blinds evil. It neutralizes the force. Force evil have no control, have no power over this. Hashem designed the world in such a way that the force of evil will be able to take hostage more limited forces of kedusha. And it's a battle going on, kedusha versus klipa, but it's only with regard to those levels of kedusha that are more cons- more um, commensurate with the constraints of creation. That's a lulav and an esrik. They are more uh, deal with levels of light of Kedusha that are commensurate with the inner sensibilities of a person. The esrik is the heart, and the hadasim, and the yes is the eyes. It's something more limited. But the, the light of sukkah is so powerful, it hovers over the person that sits in the sukkah that it blinds evil. Evil has no, no power over that. There's no problem with Gizula there. It's not Shaykh Mitzvah Bo Ba'avera, that the Mitzvah would fall into Avera. So therefore, the Gemara there uses the word Lim'ute Gizula to exclude a, a stolen sukkah. Yeah, you can't. It doesn't use the word Lahaitzies Gizula because the mystical interpretation of Gizula doesn't apply here. To take out that which was fallen into the hands of evil.